Welcome to Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. I'm Mark. Known as one of the greatest poets in ancient China, Du Fu is a household name in the country. But with the screening of a first ever English documentary featuring Du Fu, produced by the BBC, the name of the Chinese poet is becoming better known to the Western world. Today, let's take a closer look at this Chinese poet sage. Du Fu was born some 1,300 years ago in a low-level scholar-official family in central China's Henan province. His mother died while he was young, and an aunt helped to raise him. Though he studied for the civil service exam to become a civil servant like his father, Du Fu failed the exam and spent many years travelling. While on his travels he composed poems reflecting the events of his own life. Meanwhile he also wrote poems to his friend Li Bai, the most well-known Chinese poet. Now it's time to open our facts box. Number one is that Du Fu valued personal freedom above most other concerns in his life. After failing the civil service exam, he spent his time travelling before the age of 35. Du Fu met Li Bai, the poet whom he greatly admired, at the age of 32. In Du's eyes, Li Bai was the most talented poet sage. Here's a poem by Du Fu as a piece of evidence. Du sings of his bohemian and charismatic friend, Li Bai. Song of Eight Drinking Immortals Li Bai writes a hundred poems after one quart of wine. In the marketplace of Chang'an, he sleeps in the tavern. The emperor ordered him to come, but he wouldn't get on the boat, declaring, your subject is an immortal steeped in wine. At the age of 35, Du Fu began to settle down in Chang'an City, where he lived for about a decade. It was not until the age of 44 that he returned home, only to find out that his 11-year-old son had died of starvation. Hence, Du Fu composed poems about home, most famous of which is the one entitled Spring View. On war-torn land, streams flow and mountains stand. In towns unquiet, grass and weeds run riot. Grieved over the years, flowers are moved to tears. Seeing us apart, birds cry with broken heart. The beacon fire has gone higher and higher. Words from household are worth their weight in gold. I cannot bear to scratch my grizzled hair. It grows too thin to hold a light hairpin. Springview spoke for the masses who were living in misery caused by wars at a time of almost constant unrest. American sinologist Stephen Owen said that Du Fu's poems had become a part of the emotional vocabulary of the Chinese culture. In addition to homesick poems, a lot of Du Fu's poems are shrouded in a mood of pessimism. What you need to understand is that Du Fu lived through the unfortunate turn of the Tang Dynasty from prosperity to decline. Throughout his life he was unsuccessful in seeking important government jobs. 
Dufu petitioned the government for an official position and was appointed registrar in the Crown Prince's palace, though the An Lushan Rebellion of 755 prevented him from actually taking the post. The rebellion, which lasted for nearly eight years, severely disrupted Chinese society at that time. During those years, Du Fu led a wandering life, writing poems about the events he'd witnessed and endured, famine, political unrest and personal tragedy. Next, I'd like to share with you the status of Du Fu in literary circles. Du Fu was not a popular poet in his era, but became widely recognised by later generations since the Song Dynasty. People of the Tang dynasty prefer the pure beauty of poetry to realistic poems expressing the sorrows of ordinary people. They appreciated Li Bai, who composed extravagant, beautiful and even cute romantic poems. However, starting with the Song dynasty, the influence of Du Fu rose. Du Fu is believed to be the only Chinese poet whose influence remained on the rise with the advances of time. His followers included some of the very famous literati in the Song dynasty. Huang Tingjian, an esteemed calligrapher and poet from the Song dynasty, was a fan of Du Fu. Wen Tianxiang, a famous Chinese poet and politician who lived at the end of the Song dynasty, compiled a total of 200 poems in jail, all written on the basis of Du Fu's poems. Wen later explained that Du Fu's poems had said all he wanted to say. The influence of Du Fu's poems even surpassed that of Li Bai. Du Fu obtained paramount position in the Song dynasty, during which people were willing to appreciate the ethics and values in poetry. Renowned politician and writer of the Song dynasty, Su Shi, explained that Du Fu's paramount literary position came from his loyalty to his home state, despite the fact that he had once suffered. Thirdly, Du Fu's poem collection was a bestseller in the Song dynasty, which lasted from 960 to 1279. There are several reasons behind the popularity of Du Fu's poems. One, the rigid but delicate verses of his poems set a good example for attendees of the civil service exam. Students began to imitate his poetic style. Meanwhile, men of letters also inclined to chant poems they'd composed, imitating Du Fu's style at social gatherings. Secondly, book dealers played an important part in promoting his poems. They categorised Du's poems to facilitate imitation. Scholars of later generations are fascinated with annotating Du Fu's poems. Du's poems are believed to have tackled the social issues of the time and expressed his love for his country. But what has recently gained the utmost public attention about his poetry is the BBC documentary entitled Du Fu, China's Greatest Poet, which equals Du Fu to Shakespeare. The one-hour film features the elegant, meditative recital of Du Fu's masterpieces by veteran British actor Ian McKellen, whose performance of Shakespeare's works has already held the world spellbound. American sinologist Stephen Owen completed a lengthy translation of Du Fu's 1,400 poems into English in 2016. 
marking the first time that one of the world's most prolific poets' existing collections has been translated into English. It's expected to make Du's works more accessible to a broader readership. Aside from Owen's translation, McKellen's readings in the film also feature translations by William Hung, Albert Davis, author of Tu Fu, written in 1971, and Burton Watson, author of the selected poems of Du Fu in 2003. With the screening of the first English-language documentary feature about the poet, viewers around the globe are expected to better understand the charm and beauty of traditional Chinese literature. The documentary has inspired some netizens outside of China to try their own hand at translating some of Du's poems on Twitter. British historian and TV presenter Michael Wood has said that he's delighted to see that his newly released documentary has helped boost understanding between different cultures, especially during the novel coronavirus lockdown when mutual appreciation is particularly important. That's it for this episode of Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. Special thanks go out to San Lian Zhongdu for making this podcast possible. I'm Mark. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. See you next time. <laughs>